Alrighty, I have the huge honour of welcoming our speaker today, our lovely Kaya. You! I encourage you, like, hold on to your hats, people, because whenever she speaks, it's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. She's already feeling it. Phew. We'll just pray for you. You alright? Yeah, we just wait on you, Holy Spirit. Just come. Yeah, we just welcome everything that you've downloaded and deposited into Kaya today, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the steady flow. Jesus, I thank you that not one word of yours will fall to the ground, that you're faithful to see it completed and fulfilled. And so we just even pray the rest of the Lord on you, Kaya. We bless you and we welcome you to say everything that the Lord has put upon your heart to say. Good morning. This has been one of the most challenging messages I've had to prepare for. Not because it's theologically deep or there's anything fancy about it, but every time I've gone to think about it, the Lord has just wrecked me. And there's something about it that's hard to articulate and put into words, kind of like what Nicole was sharing earlier. There's something about his majesty, his presence, his beauty that sometimes we just can't explain. So Jesus... We thank you for your presence here that is with us always, your promise of your presence here with us. Thank you that you are moving on the hearts of your people today and that your desire is to reveal yourself in new and fresh ways, Lord. So, Lord, we open our hearts, we open our eyes, we open our minds to receive you, Lord, whatever that may look like. Amen. I do believe that we are designed to live in a daily encounter with the Lord. That it's not for random moments, but that it's meant to be daily encounters with the Lord. Sometimes they're just going to look a little more wilder than others. 
One of my wild encounters with the Lord was, I think it was 2018, I was in Singapore at a conference and Heidi Baker was speaking and I have no idea what she spoke about. Sometimes she doesn't speak, let's be real. (laughs) She doesn't share much, but I have no idea what she was speaking about. All I know is that I found myself up on the side of the stage on my hands and knees and giving a fresh yes to Jesus. Out of the encounter that I was having with him, I was just saying yes. And I, I kind of say that today to you to say, my hope is that you just encounter him today. And if that leads you to need to respond to him in some way, then just do it. Like, that's what I love about this space is that we can just be free to encounter him. There's a a tension of the truth of our reality, of our life in Christ that just baffles me, that I don't understand, that frustrates me, that, yeah, and it's this idea or truth, I should say truth, that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit decided that it was going to be a good idea that Jesus would leave the earth that his, his human body would leave the earth, that the Father would send the Spirit and that it would come and dwell within us. And then Jesus would say, as the Father sent me, I am now sending you and that you are now, you and I, are now going to continue the mission of Jesus on the earth to continue in his plans and purposes and that we are now the expression of Jesus on the earth. What the? Why is that a good idea? (laughs) The perfect, sinless one. Wants to come dwell in us and then express through us. How does that make you feel? Do you hear that and be like, that's just too hard. That's just impossible. He wasn't being real when he said that. To me, it leaves me in a space of awe and wonder. And humility, knowing that I can't do that on my own. I'm going to have to blow my nose soon. In Romans 8, verse 29, it says, For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his Son, 
This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. And yes, there is an element of this that we will become, we w- that we won't fully become like him until the, the glory days, until he returns and, and we live in the future glory. Yes, there's an element, but I think sometimes we live as if we're just waiting for that day. We can't be perfect now, so why bother? And yet we have been given the Holy Spirit as a foretaste to be able to uh, live and dwell in us and help us to become like Jesus. Do you want to become like Jesus? Is the Jesus that you've discovered someone that you would like to be like? Have you thought about that everything that you've ever been through, the family you were brought up in, the, the school you went to, the job that you have, the trials and the sufferings that you have gone through, have you ever thought about that all of that is actually about you becoming more like Jesus? What if the decisions of our lives were, when we looked at him, we, we weren't making a decision based on what is going to make me happier, what is going to make me more successful, what is going to bring me more joy to my life. What if it was about what is going to make me become more like Jesus? I believe the world is waiting for a church that looks like Jesus. And you might say right now, what does this have anything to do with encounter or prayer? Everything. Because it is only in in encountering his beauty and his presence that we get transformed into his likeness. And the reality is that encounter isn't all about us. Our encounters with God, a true fruit of a true encounter is a greater love for other people. How do I know that? Because God never separates loving him from loving others. They always come together. That's why a true, uh, a true mark of a true revival is a reformation of a city. It has impact on the city. Things change and transform into his likeness and like heaven. But why are our cities not being changed? Why is the church not having as much impact as it should? These are the questions I'm asking Jesus. And I feel like it's not a lack of knowledge of God. It's not a lack of our uh, theology or wrong theology. I dare to say it's not even a lack of our obedience. 
what the Lord has been placing on my heart is that there's a lack of his church beholding his presence. Because what I've discovered is in those moments when I've been rocked by him, when I have encountered him, they're automatically what dwells, like comes up within me is an automatic yes, whatever, Jesus. Because I've witnessed, I've seen the glory and beauty of his face that my answer is yes. You know, when, you, when we read through the Bible and we see all these encounters that people had with God, what is their automatic response? They fall to the ground in awe under the weight of his glory. Yet I think I see and I can put myself in this sometimes that I see too many Christians walking confidently in their own feet because they haven't seen the face of God. I believe the invitation is to learn to behold him again. What does that look like? What is beholding? It's gazing into his face and it's allowing him to gaze back at us. It's being in wonder and awe of his love and letting that love pour back and me pouring my love back to him. In the last couple of years, he's taken me on this journey that has been uncomfortable. (laughs) Where I felt his invitation to spend time with him in silence and with no agenda. And for me, that is, loves to go for runs, I'm very active, moderate ADHD. To keep still is extremely difficult. And to come to him with no agenda is extremely hard. To come and sit without an expectation of necessarily receiving anything from him is hard. I don't know about you, but sometimes I was like... Oh, you know, if I just find the, wor- the right worship song that will make me feel a certain way, then I'll encounter God. If I just find the right verse that he's wanting to speak to me today and then I will feel him, then I'll encounter him. But can we lose control? Can we sit at his feet Engage with him in such a way where we're not saying or doing anything. And walk away from that moment and be content that he is God. And that something happened in that transaction there where we didn't necessarily feel anything some days that has transformed us from the inside. The mystery of it. The other day, I was with a friend um, at Grilled. Every Monday, if you have ticked what your favourite footy team is, you'll get a buy one, get one free at Grilled. You can find me Monday nights at Grilled. 
And I was saving a seat and my friend was, was ordering. And this random person, I don't know who they are, this lady, she was about in her late 50s, walks into, this, into the grill and sits at her seat and I start crying. I'm just bawling. I'm like sitting on my own at this table crying. I'm so embarrassed. And my friend comes and, and sits down and is like, what's going on? Like, I'm just crying. And I'm like, that lady. And I'm like, Lord, are you wanting me to go pray for her? Are you wanting me to go sit with her? Like I wasn't, usually I hear if there's something I'm meant to do, but there wasn't. It was just, he was just sharing his heart for her with me. And I don't think that came because I didn't go to grilled being like, God, who do you want me to speak to today? Who do you want to show me? It became out of those times of spending with him, engaging with his presence, learning his heart, so that in a moment when he wants to reveal it to me, I see it. John the Baptist is probably my favorite guy besides Jesus. And uh, he spent years in the wilderness. Then he starts his ministry and he's going around praying. He's like, someone greater than me is coming. Someone greater, someone greater. He's, I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals. He is the Messiah. He's going to take away the sins of the world. And he's preaching and he's baptizing. And then one day, Jesus, so to speak, walks in the room and he says, Behold, look, the Lamb of God. Why could he recognize him in that moment? Amongst the crowd. He saw him. And I believe it's because of his years in the wilderness where he just behold and loved and learnt what Jesus looked like. It's kind of like if you're if you're married or if you have kids and you're you you're in a maybe at a party or a crowded space and you're talking to someone else and you hear the voice of your husband or wife or you hear the voice of your kid and all of a sudden you're attentive to it. Or you might be in in a room like this and and one of you may be sitting on the other side and you catch the gaze of the other person and you know exactly what they're thinking. What is that Kaya on about? <laughs> or in a party scene. This party's boring. Let's get out of here. You know what they're thinking. You know what they're wanting to do. Why is that? Because of the time, the intimate time you spent with them in the secret place. And I believe that's what the Lord is calling us into in this season. Is to a deeper beholding of his presence. Without the frills, without the getting everything right, just seeing him and gazing upon him.
in Romans 8, prior to this, uh, this verse that I read about our destiny to become like him. It talks about a groaning. A groaning that's occurring on all creation, a groaning that is occurring within inside of us, and a groaning that is occurring from the Holy Spirit. And I've come to question whether we're hearing that groan of a broken and hurting world that's looking for the sons and daughters of God to reveal themselves. Is it possible that sometimes that we've created a world that is so safe and comfortable that we don't hear the groans of a hurting world? I was at the hairdresser the other day, and this hairdresser has been cutting my hair for about 25 years, so he's been with me on a, on a journey. And I can tell you what, when I walked away this time, there was definitely a deep groan within me when I saw how much he cut off of my hair. But he was just asking, you know, what are you up to? What's happening? And I was talking to him about the crew and the, the increase of homelessness that we're seeing. And he was like, really? In Perth, this is happening in Perth. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's happening. And he couldn't let it go. He was like, why is this not on the news? This should not be happening in Perth. We are one of the wealthiest cities in Perth, uh, in the world. We, you know, this should not be happening. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But what I realized is that he has, he lives and work in one of the most affluent cities of Perth and he doesn't leave it. So he has not seen the groaning of the pain of our city. And we tend to do that. And I've always tried to position myself in uh, a place of being amongst the oppressed, but I'll have to admit, having been in the crew for the last year and being there more often and around these people more often, there is a deeper groan that I'm hearing that's more systemic, that's more generational, that I wasn't aware of before. And we can either close our eyes to it and ears to it and, and, and sit ourselves in the comfort and safety of a beautiful city. Or we can say, Jesus has created me and destined me to become like him, to continue in the mission and the plans and purposes that he came on earth to do and to see change in the transformation of a city. It doesn't come through greater strategy. It doesn't come through greater fluff <laughs> that the church tries to produce. It comes through people that are beholding him and start to become looking like Jesus.
So with this this morning, I just wonder if we could take some time to behold him. This is my prayer for us. Here's the one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. Would we lay aside the distractions of the world and turn our eyes upon Jesus? Can we just take that moment now? You may feel uncomfortable for a while. There is nothing you can do to earn his presence. But my invitation, his invitation, is to just gaze upon him.
wondering if for some of you there's a fresh yes bubbling in your heart to this life, to this life of beholding Him, a laying aside of other things and a giving of your time and your day to saying yes to Him. And if that is you, I'd love for you to come forward. We would love to pray for grace for that. have kids, um, you're welcome to go and, and grab them. Please stick around for morning tea. Meet someone new. Connect with new people. Don't forget to sign up for family dinners next week. You can do it online, on the website, or there's an iPad at the back there, um, just behind Sam, and you can jump on even do it then. So, Bless you guys. Have a great week.